0: What's up everybody, Milanist here and welcome to The Calligraphers Podcast. This is a show where I talk with some of the most inspiring and influential artists in the world of calligraphy, lettering and sign painting with the goal of exploring their mindset and understand how they became successful. Today I'm very excited to speak with someone that's a true inspiration to a lot of people, including me someone who I've been following for the last two, three years and uh, someone that's been going crazy in the last year, year and something. Lots of big projects, lots of success. And this someone does a lot of experimenting, is not afraid of new things, always tries to deliver something inspiring and motivating. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super hyped and excited to talk with Stefan Kunz. So hi mate, how are you doing? I've been very excited to have you in the show. It's been some time since I wanted to happen. So what's up with you? Good. How are you? I'm uh, I'm happy and excited
1: to be on this on this show and on your podcast and finally put a face to the account. That's always nice.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's funny because that's actually the first time we ever talk and see each other 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 than seeing you in your stories or videos. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, that is very cool. <laughs> So mate, uh, can you tell me a little bit more for the people who don't know you or even those who know you but don't know so much about your story, like how old are you, where you born, and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, what some info about your background, when and how did you get involved and interested with letters, calligraphy or lettering, whatever it started with you?
1: Yeah, so my name is Stefan Kunz. I'm a lettering artist from Zurich. Uh, Currently, I'm right now in, in Sydney but I'll, I'll be back in, in uh, Switzerland soon. I'm 28 years old, I'm gonna be 20, no, wait. How old am I, 20? 20... This year I'm gonna be 28. Oh man, I'm already already planning ahead. That's why I felt so old, 28. And I I would have almost said that I would be be 29 this year and then I'm like, no, 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 this is going way too fast. I'm 27 years old, I'm gonna be, no, again, wrong. My name is Stefan Kunz, I'm a lettering artist from Zurich, and I'm 27 years old, I'm gonna be 28 uh, this year in 2019. And um, yeah, so I I was always interested in in drawing, I drew as a kid, I played with Legos, I did all these creative things, and um, as I was growing up uh, in school, I was really interested in graphic design and just doing a job with, with something creative. So my passion was always to draw whatever I wanted to become. So for a long time was an architect, it was a uh, shoe designer, car designer, um, went through all these different phases. And um, funny enough, I remember that my uncle, he's a uh, stone, uh, mesle, uh thing. So he, like, he's one of the guys who would actually carve into um, um, the, how do you call them, the stones uh tombstones he would actually carve tombstones and and in really nice calligraphy which is incredible and so he gave us a uh on i think around christmas new year's like at least 10 15 years uh, ago he gave us like a little introductory on on lettering and especially calligraphy and type design and how he draw letters um But that didn't stuck with me so that wasn't the initial point where i was like yes this is what i wanted to do so i actually got into more graphic design later on uh designing like postcards uh like cards like invitation flyers for our our youth group at church and and so i got a little bit interested in that and always try to push the boundaries but um my whole career shifted when i actually went into banking like i i did one year of art school um, where that's like a preparation course um, and and I was really interested in, in pursuing that but one experience I had and that was major was I uh, a teacher of ours gave us a exercise to do that week and it was about uh, creating anything we wanted and we had a week's um, worth of time and I was super excited because like we could create whatever we wanted we had a whole week to create it to do it and and I just couldn 't come up with anything i i i didn 't know what to do, and I got stuck and even though that I wanted to create something amazing, I actually f- finished that week not doing anything and I remember how how devastated I was after that week and so I thought i didn 't have what it take what it takes to be an artist and so I quit that and left that alone and went into banking and so for three and a half years, I actually devoted my life to to money and and how uh, those big corporations. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting. I, I learned so much from that time and I'm really happy that I did. Um, but after those three and a half years, I said to myself, like, I, I cannot see myself doing that for more than five more years. And, and that was the point where I wanted to say, like, either I continue, but I know that I'll not do it for more than five years, or I just quit now. And, and it really comes that point where you ask yourself, like, why should I do something that I know that I won't do for a long time? Like, if I know that I'm not going to continue doing that, why should I continue doing that? And and so, like, invest more uh, more years into that was, wasn't an option, and I'm happy that I quit. But I, at that time, I only had begun Instagram, like, a little bit, like, two years ago. I, I started to revamp my Instagram and posting more um Focused content. So it was more about like finding an app on Instagram uh, on the iPhone and Creating like graphic design pieces. And that's how I got into creating compositions creating um, like type pieces with with quotes and Learned that this was kind of what it what I wanted it to be about and and so it, it that's kind of how it morphed into lettering because at one point I got stuck with what the app actually allowed me to do and to to break out of that, I, I had to go back and start drawing again by hand. And I was totally new to lettering. I didn't actually know that lettering was a thing. I didn't... Like, I knew graffiti was a thing and people did graffiti professionally. I didn't know that people were drawing letters for a living. So back then in 2014, I think... Yeah, early 2014 was when I started and there were no... like one you you don't know what you're searching for if you don't know that what the name is of that what you 're doing like I thought it was type, so I searched like on Pinterest, I searched type, but it never came to my mind that to search for tutorials or something like that and there wasn't any back then like it wasn't a trend back then and and so I just started doing that and and I was really interested in growing my Instagram. that was a goal of mine, not doing any business just do that and that was a hobby and on the side i did wedding photography so i was also a professional photographer and that's kind of how i made my my money um in that in the year where i quit my job and and suddenly that instagram was starting to grow and it was like growing from from like i had grown it by the time i quit i had grown it to 10k and and to the point where like i started growing it to 10 20 30 um over the next years and then i saw the beginning of the year i saw like my my growth was about 200 uh followers a day and i i did my banking thing i went back to excel i i pulled down a spreadsheet and that was um like i saw i would gain about um if i gained 200 th- followers every day for a whole year um, I would reach exactly a hundred thousand just by the end of the year. So December 29th, two thousand sixteen, was was when I thought like this is actually the year that I could reach a hundred thousand. And so I had a goal, and that was my milestone to reach. And and so at the end of the year, I had those hundred thousand. Like I I reached it way before. And then last year, uh, last year was two hundred thousand. No, three hundred thousand. Yeah, 2017 was 200,000, 18 was 300,000, and I'm already, at the beginning of 19, I'm already almost at 400,000, so it's going great right now, but still, it's, that's been kind of my, my, my journey, and yeah, business-wise, 2017 was when, when a lot of things came into place, and when I decided, like, I, I never saw it as a, um, like as a possibility to, to do that as a job because I always had problem with client work. Um there was always these revisions and I hated like changing everything and I felt like I'm not getting paid for changing everything. And so I was frustrated with that. And then I realized like if I actually did it right, I could I could do it actually as a job. And so a lot of things came into place. Like I had a book that was coming out. I had uh, I was just about to record a course and, and I had more jobs and more clients coming in, and so two thousand and seventeen was when it when it took off and and two thousand and eighteen was when everything blow was blown out of the water, like things that I never imagined could happen, like for example, having a um, a billboard on Times square was was the most insane thing that happened to me that year um, got to travel a lot and do a yeah, just work for, for amazing companies, amazing people, had like amazing collaboration with these clients. And yeah, so it was pretty amazing. And starting this year, I'm just like really, really frustrated, not frustrated, I'm I'm. Um, I just, I cannot believe it can get any better than that. And, and I have to fight that feeling or that thought and just like trusting that, no, actually, you know what? This year is gonna be even better than the last two years. Like, it's just gonna be amazing. And we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because now when I listen to your story, uh, I think somewhere in 2016 was the time when I discovered your your work on Instagram and I started following you, but even in the intro of today's podcast, I said like the last year, year and a half, you're really booming like crazy and you've mentioned some of the stuff, but uh, when you, okay, your focus was like developing your Instagram, but... Other than this, uh, how did you get with the strategy? Of course, you you got some insights, uh, info from, like, experience from the bank. As you said, you you pull up your Excel sheet. But, like, there are Mm -hmm. many artists who, I don't know why, but for them it's very important to have, like, huge audience. Of course, it's cool, but, like, uh, what are the things that helped you and what were the struggles when you decide building your... Instagram big what you had to do on a daily basis or how 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 was going? Okay, so the The interesting thing
1: about growing your Instagram. It's not about having a big following. That's not the important parts Like you can have a huge following and if that's what you feel that counts as me being better uh, Than you are then that's completely wrong and I see like like I've just did a collab with uh, Mark Canesco and to Rocco Studio um, and and both of them have way less following than I have, but they are so much better than I am at, at what they do. And and just that collaboration proves that these guys are amazing and, and I was just lucky to be part of that. Like what I could give them is also just like, here, I, I wanna showcase that to my following and, and just show them that there are some amazing other artists out there. Your number actually doesn't prove anything. How many likes you get per post um, don't, like, are not a measure of how good your work is. But what helped me is it kept me pushing to, to keep growing my art. Because I'm posting, I, I've tried to post daily, which is pretty impossible now, nowadays. Um, like, I'm happy if I can post two, three times a week. I still have this, this desire, this, this feeling of I need to post daily. Um, to have something ready for every day and I've started to reuse old work because like there are still some cool pieces that I want to share there especially the message of some pieces I really want to share but what helped me in my days as a creative actually was growing on Instagram was the important part that I had a goal and a mission of creating for something so if like as a creative you always need some goal to push yourself to get better, to do something. And having a platform to publish that um, is, is something that helps you to grow. And for me, growing my audience n- meant that I need to grow my skills. Um, finding new ways, new creative ways to to do something new, to, to change up what I've been doing all along and trying new things was so important to grow my audience. Um, people don't want to see the same old. Um, if you want to be able that people will talk about your account, then you need to create things that people will talk about. And so with all these things, with all this uh, information, I I knew like I need to to be creative and I need to create more and create better. And I need to to give people value for for them to follow me. Um, And so growing my Instagram was important as an artist, just in the fact that I pushed myself artistically and, and that helped me to grow as an artist. Um, like, we could have done that in a different way. Like, if you give me a hundred bucks, if my work was better every time, then I would have done that. Like, there's no real value in, in, in having just a number. What I, what I love about the audience that I have is, is just the fact that I get to inspire and encourage these people uh, as often as I can and And giving them that, because I know that social media is is a place where people get frustrated uh just compare themselves to others, and I do that too. that's a problem, and so I want to break out of that. I want to bring value to people like quotes that inspire and encourage people to to actually like be yeah, be positive and, and be encouraged on that day. And, I've, and I see that in the comments that I receive and I'm so grateful for that, is that people like respond to, this is exactly what I needed today. Like I needed to hear today. And that's exactly why I do this and why I'm so, so excited about doing that. Even though like right now I'm, I'm creatively, I'm like down, I, I've pumped out so much content at the beginning of the year because it was going great. Like you get that sense of fulfillment with growing numbers but also with like, you're, you're putting out work, you get more followers, you put out work, you get likes and followers, and, and it's a great balance. But as soon as the likes and the followers drop, it gets harder to produce content. And that's a real thing. And, and I, I myself try not to, to let myself be, be uh, measured by that. Just like, I still wanna keep producing content and I need to try to inspire myself and produce work because I'm inspired, not because I want to get more followers or more likes like it's it's yeah it's finding that balance between those two
0: yeah i see but it's funny because i follow a lot of artists and some of them are really good but i can see like you and maybe like two three four i don't know not so many more artists are like having the success because of course there is the instagram algorithm who does stuff to like not reach everybody but people yeah. like you and few yeah. others somehow you figured a way to touch your audience that they engage mar- much more than on the rest of the artists, you know? So I was wondering if you mm-hmm. know what was the key that you made like people to engage so much, like what's the point that touches them so much? Cause I-, I follow a lot of artists and some of them are really great, but they neither have like the audience or like the interaction of likes and comments like you have. Yeah. So
1: they- there's this thing where you need to bring value. Like if you're just sharing your work, you're just putting it out there and that's kind of like, "Hey, here's my portfolio. Deal with it." And and that's that's not the nicest. Like I I'm not like if if I want to find inspiration, I I rather go to Pinterest or like yeah, I'll I'll follow some some of my colleagues, uh, my friends that that I like Mark Canesco, like incredible artist and 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 I'm just so stunned by his style and everything, but I don't need to actually browse through Instagram to, to see that, like um, see variations of that. And I feel like a lot of artists feel that they, they should just share like the, um, the process or, or uh, what, what they produce and, and share that and hope that people will engage with that. And some people do like Gemma O'Brien is a great example. She, she can share work that she creates, and and just important note i'm not i'm not wanting to devalue or 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 say something negative about anyone like that's not the goal of this it's it's just an observation that i've done and why i'm doing the the things i'm doing so observing um O'Brien's brian's account and that's what i do a lot is like i observe other people's account and see how they do things and her account is she's an amazing artist and she just she can just create work and it's just like, it's it's eye candy for, for, for your eyes, and you're just stunned. But she doesn't have, have to engage so much with her audience. Like, her her audience is massive because she's an amazing artist who, like, just, like, hey, here, I share my work, and it goes up. But for me, it's like, I need to engage my audience. I need to bring them value so that they get something out of it. Because, like, I want people to... to like want to see my posts. I want people to, to wait for my posts, like that. They, that they have the notification on because if they know, for example, and that's my theory of it, my observation is if I, if I would send you an SMS every day, encouraging you, like you would be looking forward to that SMS. Like if I would only send you like, Hey, this is what I created today. You might be like, Hey, stop sending me those pictures. Because you don't get any value of that, but if I send you something that is for you to encourage you to give you value, I guess you are more likely to like, hey man, I haven't gotten any text in like two days or three days what what's up man i I, I want some encouragement and and so that's where you bring value and and going through that like i've like I've gone through a lot of changes on Instagram like a lot of people always say like oh, my stuff doesn't work on Instagram anymore or Uh, my content doesn't get showed. And like the, the algorithms have changed. And it's like, um, it's funny because it sounds like uh, the gods are against me or like, now I'm suddenly unlucky. And, and a lot of people think that way. And I've always seen it as a challenge of like, how can I, how can I figure this out? How can I see what has Instagram changed? Where are they, what are they pushing now more? What are they trying to do? And at the same time, just knowing like, yeah, it will change. Like something will come back, but it, Challenges me as an artist to be more creative to to focus more on what I can do and 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 that's that's the real world like some clients will come to you And then suddenly like you'd always do the same thing and suddenly your clients um, Say Nike Doesn't want to come back to you like yeah, we've done this campaign. We've done this style. We're moving on and and you just expect like why why is my why are all the clients like leaving me now because you've done the same thing over and over and you expect like no change. Like I've had a friend who is an artist. She she blew up and she she raced me by and was almost um, at 300,000 before me. And but then it suddenly changed and she she was falling backwards like she didn't have any growth anymore. And her success for a period, um, she didn't know how to translate that into into continual success. I haven't grown in one year like exponentially more than other years like I've I've been growing like in a steady pace and and like more exponentially and getting higher and higher like right now that's why I'm almost at 400 already at the beginning of the year instead of usually at October around October is usually when I would hit the hundred mark again and so I'm I'm using that growth right now and just trying to figure out all right how can I How can I improve on that? Like, is it because I just grew that much that more people are talking about me? I don't know, but these are all the questions that I'm trying to ask myself and and observe other accounts, how they're functioning, and translate that to how I can do
0: better. So in the beginning, you were doing lots of chalk lettering on wall. I mean, you're still doing it, but like, I I guess, in a few years ago, it was much more frequently. Can you speak a little Mm -hmm. bit about this, like, how did you get interested in uh, do chocolate on a wall? Like people usually see it in under a minute, but I know for sure it takes some hours to do a piece like this. And you've produced, I don't know, maybe hundreds of them.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I'm not sure if I've already hit the hundred mark. Um, But how it started was really funny. My uh, friend of mine, she, she's a, she lives in a flat with uh, three, four other women. And, and she reached out and like, all the flat. Like I've been there a couple of times and all really good friends of mine. She reached out and just said like, Hey, we're, we're drawing on a, like we're creating a chalk wall. So we're painting our, our wall in a chalk wall color. And, um, we just wanted to see if you'd be willing to draw something on our chalk wall that would mean so much to us. And because we know we can pay you, um, she and and that's that's where she was doing a good thing is like hey i know i know i cannot pay you for what you're worth um and and y- like your work is worth something um but what i can do and is like give you a beans of coffee she knew i love coffee and and i what she didn't know about was that i actually wanted to be like i wanted to draw on a chalkboard like i was i was just about a couple of days earlier was just about to to ask on Facebook friends uh, or my, my friends on Facebook to see if anyone had a chalk wall at home because I wanted to do that. Um, I've seen it a couple of times on Pinterest and that was something I hadn't tried before. And so I, I responded to her and I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, like it's, it's a lot of work and I've not really done it before, but yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do it for like for a bag of coffee. And and so like you play that card around and you're like, Yeah, yeah, like let me do you a favor. I I know I'm I'm doing you a favor here. Uh she didn't know that she was doing me a favor. And so I did that, I was super pumped, and like a couple days later I'm like, Hey, can I come back and draw something else? And she's like, Yeah, sure. Um yeah, but we don't have more coffee at the moment for to give you. Because she's a stewardess, she travels around a lot, and she would always pick me up a, a, a bag of coffee, and it kept on going. Like I, I kept on asking back, and like, hey, can I come back? Can I draw something? Um, and and so she realized, like, wait a minute, you actually like doing that. We don't have to give you anything anymore. Uh, the wall is enough. And so it was true. I I kept on going back and not only was, was it great to draw on that chalk wall, but I got to spend a lot of time with her. And she's also the girl that is always on the pictures in uh, the earlier works. Um, and, and yeah, it's usually, it's been a long process it's been between an hour, like an hour is a fast one. And, and now, yeah, they go easily up to three, four hours, five hours sometimes, uh, to draw them. And, but it's, it's been a huge success for, for my account as well. Um, people have been loving them. I've, I've enjoyed the, the, the mix between creating a piece, like creating a quote, but also mixing it with photography, using my skills as a photographer to, to implement an idea that would actually illustrate the quotes. And there are a couple of, one of my favorites, like the, uh, on the bright, look on the bright side, I'm not addicted to cocaine, is where I like throw chalk in the air. And it was like, it was super messy doing that one. Um, the same one like throw kindness around like confetti. We actually got a few confetti bombs and like like twisted them up and and like her expression on her face when when like it just pops is just priceless and Yeah, so a couple of those
0: were just were just super fun uh, I, I've seen I don't know if I've seen all of them but like most of them which I seen I love them and I just wanted to know Did you love your chalk walks since the first one or it took some walls to make before you were happy with your product yourself? And how did you see like uh, with each other, which, with each next wall the progress was going? And So the first one I did was definitely a challenge because you start
1: something completely fresh and, and it's like you go into like a cold shower. When you go into a cold shower, you're like, immediately you stop breathing. You're like, <laughs> and like, I, I, I've I been loving doing this because I've been working out more lately and my muscles need the cold water to like, just to relax. And it feels so good, especially with the heat right now in Sydney. Um, and doing something fresh, like drawing on a chalk wall is kind of the same thing. You're like, you're like kind of overwhelmed with all the things you need to figure out and, and do. And, and it's the same thing when I did my first mural, like a big project for for ba- Bombay Sapphire, in in Berlin. It was, it was something completely new, and I was stressed. I was like, I could hardly breathe. But at the same time, it's, it's really cool to try something new, and and I love the this exhilarating feeling. Um, it's not necessarily always a nice one, but it's 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 great because as soon as you get into it, you're like, oh, you know what? I actually know what I'm doing, and. And yeah, like my, my uh, motto is still create something today, even if it sucks, like create something, even if it's not perfect, uh, don't seek perfection, don't try to make it um, too perfect, but really keep on producing work, uh, making it the best you can and always add one more step because that one more step could actually, like you'll learn so much from that one step and next one you'll either I- incorporate that again or you'll try something new. And with every project you finish, you'll learn so much more. And that's why I, I love this quote. And, and that's the same thing I, I learned about Chalkwell. is like there's a different size of canvas. You're drawing with a different medium and and you don't know all the techniques. So you got to learn as you go. And it's always been what I've been doing. It's been with business, like learn as you go. Try to like I, I started reading a lot of business books and, and entre- entrepreneurial books and to, to see, like, how can I improve my business? And and that's the cool thing about having a business is as soon as I read something that I like or that I feel like, oh, this is good advice, let me just try to incorporate that instantly. And and you learn and you grow.
0: Uh, how important it's, is for you practice and how, how much time you spend practicing? And do you still practice like our days or it was more like uh, before? So... I, I don't
1: do this, um, like I don't really do calligraphy or like this, uh, script. So practicing, I'm not really practicing the, the perfect strokes and making that my, my one stroke is perfect. Um, but what I do is creating work and that's how I practice. That's how I keep progressing is, is by producing more, uh, more work and and sketching more, putting more ideas down. Um and that's how i practice i don't get to 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 just sit down an hour and just like go through my strokes and just like perfect that um because i i do more drawing than than practicing calligraphy and the per like the ups and downs strokes
0: yeah i know but because for me i do calligraphy a lot but sometimes i've tried to do lettering stuff like you do and for me it's really hard and I guess I need to practice a lot to like I don't know to get used to drawing the letters through stuff like this and I don't know. For me it seems like lettering it's it needs more practice than calligraphy does sometimes.
1: Um I, I think yeah practice comes through through making things uh in lettering. So if you if you draw more letters, if you experiment more, if you like if you play around with, with a word, with a style Um, that's how you practice. It's not necessary that you practice one style. Like, like you could show me a style of, of, of design and I'll try to figure out like how, like, like I look at the, the pieces on the back of your, um, of your wall. And I try to figure out like, can I, can I draw a same passion or like draw another word than the, the passion that, that is on the top, um, on the top right or left. Um, and and like how can I do that and that's kind of how I practice is like figuring out how things are made and again that's that's all the 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 work that I do is observing a lot and trying to figure out things on my own and see how I can can uh, do that myself
0: I see well you've done also a lot of lettering on different objects like you've done lettering on a baseball on a on a toilet, you've done it on shoes, on guitars and on cars and many different stuff, like uh, what inspires you to do it on objects and uh, which one was the most struggling and hard one and which one was the the one you most uh, enjoyed and liked the finished product?
1: Um, I wonder where it came from uh, that I started doing lettering on objects, I... I cannot actually recall where it comes from, but it, it's a way to, to customize your objects and make it like unique. And and that's, I guess that's what's, what fascinated me about doing that. Um, and then came the urge of like, what else could I do? And how far can I go? And so one of my big dreams is still like lettering on an airplane, like not just any airplane is like a big airplane. And and seeing that airplane take off like in front of my house is like, whew, that would be amazing. Um, and and last year I said uh, if or when I reached three hundred thousand I would let her on a car. So it was kind of like this this deal I made with my followers that I would do it, and it was a good trigger because even though that I want to do it and I could do it. Um, Sometimes I, I strive perfection in that sense, that I, I want to do it perfectly. Uh, so, like, the setting must be right, like, the, the car must be the best car that I could find and all that. And, and, and it must be for, for, for a good reason to do it. Um, and, and somehow that didn't work out that I could just come up with myself. So I, I needed that trigger of when I reach, reach that milestone, I'll do that. And a friend of mine, I told that a friend of mine, so I got accountability to that as well. And he would help me film the whole thing. And man, when I, I reached 300 on, on a Sunday, on a Monday, I had coffee with him. And he said like, all right, let's do it on Thursday. And I was completely overwhelmed and completely like, wait, what? Thursday? Um, so I had no time to think and just had to do it. But we got a Ford Mustang. It was just an incredible car. We only did half of the car because... Car is big, and we wrote about, I think, 200 names of, of, of some of my followers um, and, and friends. And, and, but it was a big deal. It was a fun day. I, I met someone else that, that helped us on, on that day, and it was just an incredible day. So that was really awesome. Um, something else that I liked to do was like drawing on laptops, like on the back of a, of a MacBook. That was also really, really fun. And yeah. Um, most challenging though, what would that be? Um, I think it's something that must be round or not like completely flat. Um, but I couldn't recall what it is. Like shoes are hard because they're not super, like they're flexible. Uh, but I don't think that was the hardest one. I really can't remember i know that there is one that i just i just don't remember it maybe i've just tried to co- compress my my memory of that and just like forget it
0: <laughs> maybe the bowl or like the bottle of coca-cola
1: i don't know the bottle of coca-cola yeah that one was just small and it's funny because the story behind that one so i was at a conference um with adobe and Um, they had, they had a partnership with Coca-Cola that you could design like a Coca-Cola, um, sticker. And, and I knew I already had done a bottle before. Um, and I thought like, instead of designing a sticker, why not just do the whole bottle? It will stand out a lot more than any other design, especially with all the other bottles. Like they had a table full of bottles and I was like, how can I stand out and be better than anyone? Or like, how could I be noticed? And... And so I went back to my hotel room, I drew on one of those bottles, I told the girls, like, hey, I'm just going to draw it on a bottle and bring it back. And, and we did. But then the next day I came back and I wanted to see it again, and they said, like, yeah, somebody stole that bottle. And I was, like, super shocked and, like, ah, oh, bummed out that somebody had the nerves to actually take that and just steal it. So what I did was I, I went back and asked for another bottle, did the whole drawing again, brought it back, and gave it to them and said, like, could you please make sure that this doesn't get stolen? And I was like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll take care of it. And a day later, I, I saw a, um, a post from, from someone who tagged me in it. And and he tagged me, like, posting that, that picture. And I looked who it was. And I found out that it was a creative uh, design director from, from Coca-Cola who 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 was super who loved that design so much, and so that's kind of how I got in contact in touch with with him at first and and just like yeah, just um, texting back and forth and I got to do their their um, Christmas invite um, in 2017 and and last year and I don't know if that has anything to do with um, with the project I got to do uh, just recently, but yeah like coca-cola and did the big the big campaign with them for world kindness day and just positivity and so yeah that was fun
0: okay at at one point you started doing uh, lots of ipad lettering and what what point was this like how was the change and i guess you liked it because you stick to it like what are the benefits of doing it on ipad and how did did this change your way of work?
1: Yeah, so um, I really I started really early doing digital lettering. I like I love paper, but at the same time, like the the mix between typo and photo, which where my website name comes from, typo x photo, like the cross, um, came early from me doing on on Photoshop, doing pieces where I just incorporated like the city name. So I have like New York City, and I stand on one of a high building. On, on top and I have the name of the city like right mixed into the background. Like the type would actually stand in huge letters in the, in, in the skyline. And, and so I got a Vacuum tablet from my uh, brother to use um, and I started drawing like on, on a tablet for a while um, and used that as, as a pad. Um, and did a lot of design on Photoshop. And when the iPad was released, I thought it was cool. Um, I thought it was all against what uh, what Steve Jobs was was talking about. Like he always said, like no pens, like that's what his devices are all about. Like no pens, only finger, and and so I th- found it strange that they actually introduced a pencil, um, and and I, I I went to the Apple Store and tried it out. Didn't like it at first. Like didn't see an app that was really good for that for that. And I think. I think I only tried the Adobe uh, apps at that point, um, and and kept on doing. But like my the the, the vacuum tablet that I had was a Cintiq, so it has a screen inside, so you could actually draw on the screen. You don't have to look up, which is great. But I always had to to bring a HDMI cable to plug it into my laptop, plus a power plug to plug into a power outlet. So even when I went to a uh, cafe or something, like I had to plug it in, like I could, I could take it with me, but I had to plug it in. And that was really, really annoying. So um, on one trip that I went on to London, I uh, went to a conference for like three days, and, and I know that the return policy for Apple was, was to, like you can always give it 30 days back. So I just bought it, tried it out, and yeah, it came back. I loved it so much. I didn't want to return it. But I did one mistake is I bought the small iPad. And so a couple of months later, I think I I bought the bigger iPad and then just and then after a couple of months then I I like the storage I was running out of storage, so I had to buy another iPad, another big iPad that had more storage. And then two weeks or two and a half weeks later, they released the the New iPad and of course I wanted to get the new iPad so yeah in a short like in about a year I bought like four iPads, um, but because since since I make money with it it's like an iPad is less expensive than a computer and a camera, so I like it wasn't a problem to afford it but still I I went through a lot of iPads.
0: <laughs> I see that that that's that's kind of something but it's really cool. So, yeah. uh, you also do or like I don't know how exactly it's it's, it's the thing that's going it, but you create some products with the iPad. You did some grids, then you did a builder for letters or something like this. Yeah. How? Yeah. What yeah. inspires you, and how did you came with those ideas? And how much are the, did they help other people? I guess the lots of people were happy with it. I remember when you. Yeah released the grids, I bought some of them and they were really cool because you can use them on the computer, you can print them and do lettering on paper. So how you came with ideas like this, what pushed you to do them?
1: So I'm always trying to to uh, find solutions to make my life easier. And like if, if there's anything that annoys me, I'll try to figure out a better solution or 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 just something that will help me to make it easier and doing a lot of composition. Um, I run out of ideas a lot faster. And, and so, so whenever I tried to come up with a new project, I always looked at some old uh, pieces that I made some other people's pieces. And, and I could just like instantly see how their composition was like structured, like the skeleton of, of that composition. And, and for me that was obvious. I I knew I always had that, and then at some point I was like, just, you know what, I I can just actually make it even easier for me, just making the grids, and and just use those as as um, something that I can help myself, just fill out whenever I need it, and I have a lot of different options uh, for me, and I posted that on on Instagram stories, and and I got so many messages of people are just like, oh, I need this, this is amazing. And at that time, like, I've been using that for a while. I, I didn't know that this could be helpful for others. But of course, it helped me a lot. It could help others. And and that was one of the first products that I, I put out that just, like, it blew my mind in how well it did. Um, and, and a lot of people got them. A lot of people used them. And, and it just makes, like, it's a big problem that we all have. It's, it's how to come up with new compositions it's like how to place the text and make it look awesome every time. It gets frustrating. Like you you try to create something yourself and you're like you get stuck by like how do I fit that word here and like how do I do the hierarchy right so that the words stick out perfectly. It's like it's it's annoying and it's frustrating. And a lot of time I've stopped creating just because I didn't have any idea. I didn't know what to do. And and suddenly this Piece. this product was super helpful for not only for me, but for so many others, because like you don't have an idea, boom, create something. Like you take a grid, you put it up and, and you just, like you, it's, it's easy to create. And, and then together with Ian, we we did the grid builders. It's like, well, if you figure it out, like, well, let me just get back quickly. With the grids as well, if the composition grids, the finished grids, it's a great way if you're if you're struggling with composition this is the easiest way to get started with composition is like you just fill those out and then you start trying to figure out how you can can better yourself and as soon as you develop your skills as soon as you feel like i'm i'm over that i've like i i don't need that that's baby steps for me now then we have the 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 grid builder it's like you start building your own grids like I still need to make those lines perfect and I still need to put them into a box. So the grid builder is actually just a way to make that a lot faster. Instead of drawing like a, a rectangle or those different shapes, a, a nice uh, curved uh, uh, box, you just pick it out and you just put it into to, to procreate. It's like a brush that's already done. And, and at the same time, we're trying to think of like, what else, what other problems are we struggling with? and one of them was drawing letters, like, man, I always try to, I always drew some of those boxes that we use in the letter builder, and drawing letters perfectly, like, draw an S uh, perfectly is so complicated, and, and I was struggling every time with that, and so, is unstable, Ooh, is, uh, now it's back, um, so, we, we figured out that there must be a better way to draw a letter. And we figured, like, I've always used this system that every letter is built pretty much out of a certain, certain like, bricks, like Lego bricks. And you piece them right together and you get the right right letter. And together with Ian, we figured out a way how to, to create those those uh, builders to, to make it just perfect and easy to draw any letter the way you need it to and in different styles. And you can still, like, you can put all your creativity into it just helps you to draw block letters so much faster and so much easier, and we're trying right now to do that for for script letters, a lot harder, um, and and to to make that for cursive letters. But it's I I think it's doable, and who knows, maybe we'll make it happen. Um, but but that's been the 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 greatest thing about that is helping other people make lettering a lot more accessible, a lot more easier, and and yeah, being able to use it on paper, like on Photoshop, on any device you actually wanted to, that was our goal. And, and like, we still try to show that to more people. Like I I still know that a lot of people don't know about those products and we're just trying to figure out like how we can reach more people, how we can tell them more because we believe that these products, like it's, it's like investment of maybe 19 bucks for, for, for these products. But it's you save so much time doing that and and for me, like, I don't know i've I've saved so much time doing that, and it helped so many other people, and we still see, and we're so pumped to see other people posting about like how they use the letter builder, like how they teach their parents how to use the letter builder and draw letters easy. Um, we've seen so many great things with that, and we're so pumped of people using it, and it's like I'm super proud of. Of, of all of those people who get to letter better with those products.
0: So where can people get those products?
1: So either on like composition grids, uh, they're available on my shop on typoxphoto.com uh, slash shop. And you can just type in grids, comp- composition grids and I think it should be one of the first thing, uh, let me just see composition grids. Yeah, it's the first thing you'll find on my websites. Um and and you can download like get those. If you if you just want to try them out, like just buy them, you can try them out. There's a 30 days uh or there's a there's just a refund guarantee like if you don't love them, if you don't like them, if they don't if they're not for you and it's totally possible that it's maybe not how you work or how you design, but you can just try them out. I'll I'm happily Uh, gonna refund you if you don't like them if you don't feel like they're
0: what you want and yeah that
1: way you can just get them
0: well i don't think anyone will not like them i've i have some of them and I i love them they are really amazing and make everything so much easier and it's really cool to use them so i definitely recommend to people who are listening right now and haven't heard of them or never seen them just go and try them you won't regret it thanks man really appreciate that uh, no worries buddy so uh what's your biggest motivation and inspiration i know you do lots of uh, quotes from the bible but is it only the bible or there is also other stuff that motivates and inspires you to do work
1: so the bible is definitely one of the most inspiring um uh, like books that i read um like i'm i'm 100% uh believer in Jesus and and I like I feel like this is the the most modern book or the most contemporary book that there is and it always will be um and and I totally understand that some people aren't and are not into the Bible and that's totally okay they don't have to um but I always try to pick things even out of the Bible that people can relate to and a lot of that stuff you can relate to but I also try to come up with or find things that will inspire people like I usually post and share whatever I find is useful for me Um, so recently it was what was it Um, like done is better than perfect it's not necessarily in the Bible uh, but it's but it just shows you like yeah don't overthink things don't try to to come up with things that like like it's too hard Uh, just do it finish it make it happen and, and so a lot of people are able to relate with that. And I, I realize that you are more relatable than you think to other people. And you're not the only one going through what you're doing. So always share that and always
0: yeah, connect with people. Do you remember at what point you start uh, having clients? And I don't mean only like a big brand clients, but your first clients, how was the first time you got clients to work for people? And then at, one po- at what point you start having like big clients and how is it to work for a big client?
1: Um, so I, I think I, d- I don't really remember when the first time was because I've been always doing like little uh, pieces of work doing creating um, some content for 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 clients um, and like jobs for a hundred bucks or not even a hundred bucks like 50 bucks. Um, but yeah creating more and more was, was always, um, yeah, the The more you create, the more you put your work out, the more you have a style that is refined and defined. People will, and, and people want to have that style, like not just like you're exchangeable as any graphic designer. Like if they want your style, um, it, it helps for, for you to, to find bigger and better clients. And, um, who was, Probably one of my first big clients, I think Hallmark, the the car company in the U S, was probably one of my first bigger clients. Did some for for a bank in Canada, and and some others. But yeah, it, it's it's hard to pinpoint the exact times. But as I I progressed, like bigger clients came into the picture. Um, my biggest campaign to date that I've done was last year was for the airport in Zurich. Was this whole campaign the summer campaign? Uh, with one key visual and um, that was a, a long process it was the longest project I've worked on it was about three four months um, from beginning to start um, and and yeah so, so a lot of these clients came in come out
0: and it's um, yeah it's been an interesting journey overall what were your ups and downs on your journey like did you have difficult times or moments when you were discouraged and you you thought you couldn't go forward. And how do you how do you deal with those kinds of things?
1: Absolutely. Um, actually, at the beginning of 2017, um, I was just about to fly well, or I was flying to to uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, to record my first ever online courses, and I had a book coming out in a couple months later. And so I had a couple of cool things going on. And like I said, 2017 was the year that it took off. But just before uh, recording those online courses, I remember I was so, like, I had worked so hard and and I felt so depleted and like out of energy. And I felt so bad about it because I felt that, man, that's weird, just about when it takes off and when when it goes really well, that's when like, everything is dropping and I don't want to do it anymore. And, and I felt so bad. And I've had a couple of times where I just felt like, you know what? I want to stop lettering. I want to stop Instagram. I want to quit everything. And I feel we all have these, these times when we just want to drop everything and quit and, and leave. And that's a total normal thing. Um, but what, it's, what is really important is in those moments to always just like take a deep breath Um, mostly it's you, you've overworked yourself. So you need a, a break, at least a day, like, like a pause. And, and what I did back then, what helped me a lot was actually to, to really focus on taking a Sabbath. So Sabbath is like the seventh day where you rest and, and it's a commandment that is, it's like in the 10 commandments and, and not that I want to go all biblical on you or anyone listening to this podcast, for me, it's, it's something like, like I've, I want to work hard, I want to do as much as I can, but somehow in the Bible they say, it said that you should rest on the seventh day. Work six days, rest on the seventh. And a lot of psychologists and, and people like coaches will, will say the exact same thing, will say you, you can only work up to 80%, you can never work 100% full because you're, you're going to deplete your batteries and you're going to just like, like burn out. And most people that I, I feel like or I talk to who who just are feeling that they they are in a burnout or getting a burnout. I always ask them one question. I'm like, I don't care how much you work you do or whatever. Like, are you respecting your one day off per week? And they say, like, no. And I'm like, yeah, this this is the first thing you have to try to do. And I, I have to tell that myself often because right now it's it's more quiet. And I don't respect my my day off as much as I do because it's like well, you know, like not every day I work so much and so on, but there's still one day that I really should do nothing and nothing at all and what I I started doing that at the beginning of 2017, I really started to respect my my and I, I use Saturdays for my days off, respect my Saturday as a day off and and it changed how I feel like I've started to feel a lot better start to feel a lot like a lot more energy after the day is over i'm like ready to go again for another week and and then until that day and then after that day i'm really like pumped again and going and out another week and and so that's something that i can only encourage people to do is really take that one day of rest per a week super seriously like don't do anything try to really do the least possible or like what i do because i didn't know what to do is I actually like to spend my day inside in the house and just watching TV and just watch like binge uh binge Netflix as as much as I can and and eat whatever I want and all that and then on the next day like man I have I have energy again to do something else.
0: So you're uh, 100% like uh your work is with lettering and this kind of stuff you don't need to work other things, right?
1: Yeah. So I've, I've, I've done wedding photography um, up to two years ago. Last year was like a couple of friends, like three weddings. And, and like I've really turned down everything else, uh, just focused on lettering. So lettering um, with my shop, with, um, with speaking engagements, with um, paid promotion on Instagram, all these things. Like that's all in lettering, yeah.
0: Okay, so can you tell me like you said you have one... One day a week that it's off. Like, how goes the rest of your days? How goes a usual day of Stefan Kanz?
1: <laughs> a usual day is is very hard to define, but I when I'm at home, it's 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 easier to to say. When I'm at home, I I usually start my day, um, get up, make myself a cup of coffee, um, sit down, back down in my my chair that I'm sitting on right now here. Um, you can see. A beautiful gray uh, lounge chair i really recommend like having a chair that is really comfortable where you can sit down and just breathe um, is it's a great place to sit down and and relax and so that's where i usually kind of meditate and read the bible um, and then after uh, a little bit of time i i get up i start doing my emails go through everything that came in during the night during the rest of the day yesterday and, and start responding to as much as I can, as much as I feel like, and then leave open all the jobs that I still have to do. So those are my to-do lists. And then I, I move into, depends on, on either doing something creative uh, right away, like start drawing. Uh, also think about what post could I do on that day. Um, before I often start working on, on client project, I often think of what can I do? Because I work mostly with natural lights. I need to work within the times where the light is the best. And for example, for the chalk wall, the morning time till 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. is when it's the best because otherwise you'll suddenly see the sunlight come into my, my projects. And so those are mostly done in the early mornings. Um, and then after that, um, I, I see what, what to do's I have, what I need to address. Um, if there's anything in the shop, I do and then every day of the week is a little bit different for example my my wednesdays are usually days where i work out at the gym with a personal trainer thursdays are usually days where i i work on the newsletter now um where i try to focus on what comes into the newsletter what are the half page sketches that are that i'm going to share this week um friday is when i release it and then i have to do some some going back and forth um and then during the day, often what I do is respond to to comments and uh, direct messages. I've started to to try to respond to all the direct messages that I possibly can. Uh, it's it's something that is is hard because like like I wanna I wanna honor and and respect the people who who try to reach out to me, but at the same time it's also hard because sometimes there are just too many coming in. And and the more you respond to, I feel like the more you respond, the more messages you're getting back. And I don't want to be be not responding after that, just like that one time. So waking up to like 50 direct messages is like, oh, like you spend like 20, 30 minutes at least to just like go through them all. And, and I have also this weird thing. I feel it's weird, but I think a lot of people have that is to see a notification, like a red one somewhere. It's like it's it's annoying like i it stresses me out and in Instagram that one dot like i I cannot stress that enough, so that yeah that hurts need to need to change that
0: do you have a favorite social media or such place that helped you more than others, like I know for sure you have Instagram and YouTube, which you don't run as much but the stuff that you uploaded so far, it's really cool, and I love what you do with your YouTube. Thanks. And I really would love actually see more of uh, your YouTube channel, but do you have a f- okay. favorite one? Okay, so this this is
1: yeah, so um, Instagram is definitely my favorite place to, to be at the moment. Um, YouTube is a place that I love as well. it's It's new, it's different and and there's so much possibilities that you can do with YouTube. And I'm, and I've been like, I have a whole content schedule that I I could come up with and create, but there's one thing that is missing is I need a videographer and I need a a video editor and I need to work with someone that I can work with full time or like at least do that. And that's, that's something that I'm trying to work, work out and how to do that, but I also need people. Like if people really want that, if people really want to, to to see more, um, is is it will be helpful to see if I can set up a Patreon where people can like, pay for coffee, like, um, pay for a coffee, but actually help me pay a video editor and a, a videographer, to to actually make it possible because, I want to do like um two two studio um updates every, like every two weeks where I talk about, like, what's been happening, what I've been up to in the last two weeks. Um, then do, like, tutorials, do uh, feedback rounds where people can send me, um, where Patreons probably will be able to send me their work and have me critique and give them feedback, like small coaching, um, and and kind of set that all up. Um, and there's a lot more, like, create something today, even if it sucks. I have a whole series planned out for that is, like, trying to create something that I see other Instagrammers do or other uh, lettering artists do. For example, take James, take James Lewis, for example, um, take his style and then just, all right, let me just try to create something that he does and see if I can learn that myself and, and share that. So it's always about more failure and attempting something, but it's going to be fun. And yeah, a lot of ideas, a lot of plans. Execution is, is the hard part. Um, but it's yeah it's 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 something that I've been working on for a while and last year was a good attempt at the beginning it was like pumping out but as soon as work picked up like I had no time for that anymore um, and like I have no time to edit
0: and to 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 uh, film everything myself so I need someone for that I see Do you struggle a lot with procrastination and how do you deal with it if you do Every day Every day, <laughs> Every day. <laughs> It's
1: it's really hard. I, I feel procrastination is actually a good thing. Uh, not doing anything is better than trying to fill your time with everything else. Um, but I, what I do a lot is like I go on YouTube and I just spend my days on YouTube. However, I don't have to feel as bad or I should learn to not feel as bad because you actually can spend time away from whatever you do. Um, if you learn something new, if you like explore, if you try to get inspired and not put too much pressure on yourself, that's an important thing. Um, but yeah, we, I think every designer, every creative fights with procrastination. And when you see other people just come up with new things and like keep on pushing out things, it's like, it's frustrating because you feel like they don't struggle with that. But I struggle a lot with procrastination and what I can really do about it is actually like the thing that I find most helpful, but I hate doing is like, um, limit myself to not watching any Netflix, not watching any YouTube or consume any media until I've created something. Um, because sometimes I like the exchange, the break and the balance, but yeah, if I'm not watching anything and I'm bored out of my mind, I'll create something. But if I have something else to do, I'll do something else. i i I have a ton ton of goal i i've I write them down every end of the year before of what I want for or what I dream of for the next year and they're just they're just all kind of dreams like from drawing on an airplane to let me just check if I can see some others um designing a vogue or times cover or any big uh magazine cover lettering in an Apple uh, commercial, being a, a New York Times bestseller, designing a title for a blockbuster for a movie, uh, set a Guinness World Record, being on a cover of a top magazine, um, drawing in a Super Bowl commercial, um, collaborating with other big artists like Casey Neistat, a um, million dollar projects. Man, the list goes on and on. And that's just like the updated version of last year. Last year, there's was like still like billboards on Times Square and that happened. So I say always dream big, never dream less. Um, but yeah, it's, it scares the heck out of me because I had such an amazing year last year. And just, yeah, excited and pumped to see what what God has in store for me this year. And it, I'm not going to lie, it's it's really hard to believe for more. Um just because i've already experienced so much and i can just say like to anyone who's starting out or to anyone who's in it and who doesn't see like it's it's going better like the doors you can you can make so much more money with with what you love to do than like just with any other job and especially you can do so much better things like use of your time and But it's still hard to think of something better and bigger to happen every year but it's possible and i
0: believe that god can do all of that from everything you mentioned i got something that's really interesting what's with the guinness world Records? is there a specific one that you want to achieve
1: well it could be anything from well we've actually talked i talked with ian barnard and with will patterson about like uh, partnering up with for example skillshare uh, because we did like a project in iceland with them and one of those ideas would be to to do one of the biggest lettering pieces in the world instead uh, of w- world Guinness record. But after I saw Polkris Lampas do a massive calligraphy thing on the stadium in in Russia, I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be tough, but it's possible. <laughs>
0: okay, you, you've done you do from time from time some lectures, or I don't know, like when you go around the world, do you do also workshops or lectures? And if yes which ones do you prefer to do and you do some in europe or where around the world are they happening how can people get you somewhere so um usually i i make
1: workshops when when an organization hires me to do one um rarely have the time or like i i have a hard time finding the time to plan and 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 structure everything i'm i'm not a big planner i'm not a great uh, um uh, manager of of uh, what did you say that? Um, just had it in my mind. Lost it. Um, time manager. Yeah, process manager. Anything, something like that. Um, but yeah, usually, like, for example, a school or a university or someone hires me and, and they fly me out and get me there. And, and then I'll do the workshops. Um, I've done one with good type i um, done with a couple, a couple of different ones. I'm, I love doing workshops. I have three different workshops, like a uh, composition masterclass, how to, to draw uh, letters, and a, uh, like a beginner's kind of like deep dive into lettering. So like fast track course. So it touches a, bit, a little bit of everything. And I'm working on a new one that is all about business pricing and strategies. So if, if you want to make that a like your business and how, or if you have a business already but you want to make more money you, or you just want to grow it, um, that's something that I love to talk about. And just right now I'm also starting um, or trying something new is coaching and, and it's something that I want to get more into and like coach uh, like artists who, who want to become better. And I feel like oftentimes you need just that little push, that little insight, that little different perspective uh to help you go forward and and so that's something that I wanna start out and see uh how I can help other people uh achieve their goals and their dreams and yeah letter maybe make lettering their profession or yeah be really good at what they
0: do. That's pretty cool dude. It's like it's really inspiring listening to all the stuff you're saying. Um it makes me excited. It's really cool. So I just uh, I love uh, what we spoke today. Oh, oh,
1: oh, and and I I have two online courses. Um, like letter like legend is more like a full, um, full class on on all the styles that I do and how you can learn that yourself. Um, uh, touches a little bit of composition as well and a lot of different styles. Um, and I have another one um, about lettering on the iPad. So limitless iPad lettering, which are great and in a couple of months or a couple of weeks even, um, there's a new course coming out and that's gonna be on social media and how to grow your, your page, your Instagram business uh, on social media, how to get to how, where it got. And when we recorded that course, I was at under, I was like at 250,000 and now I'm almost at 400. So you can see, it still works what I've teached and uh, it still goes on.
0: Where are those courses to
1: be found? They are, you can go through either my websites and go directly, like you can type on uh, uh, learn or you can uh, go to amandaarneal.com so she has a a, um, a sh- she hosts all the courses, but you can go through my website, you can go through my Instagram, wherever you find me, they are linked.
0: Well, it was great talking with you, buddy. Amen. And now for if you have some uh, last words for the people who are listening, for people who are uh, thinking if they should start calligraphy or lettering or anything, or for the people who are struggling, anything you wanna say, you give some tips or whatever it is, just do it now.
1: Yeah, definitely wanna say that keep on, on creating, keep on, on producing work. Um, don't think too far ahead, don't think too short term, but just keep going every day. And it's not the big jumps that will bring you forward, it's the small steps and every journey, every long journey, every marathon is is run by single steps and not by a huge leap. So don't try to grow too fast, don't try to grow too slow, but just try to take the steps as it comes, as it goes, and um, you'll progress so far. And the longer you think, the the more long-term you can think, the better uh, the outcome will be. And I didn't grow to 400,000 uh, in, in a day. I, I did that over three, four years, and, and with a lot of hard work, but always like one day at a time, and the same with my my art with my business one day at a time you grow it you make more you progress and you learn and yeah don't be afraid of failing don't be afraid of making mistakes mistakes will bring you further and will make you better and so that's why i want to
0: leave you with create something today even if it sucks i think that's a great end thanks a lot buddy thanks for your time you're welcome thank you for having me on your show And I hope to speak again with you in the future if there is something interesting coming. Yeah, of course. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks to all of you who made it to the end. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends or people who you think might be interested in listening. And expect us again next Sunday when I'll be speaking with David Grimes and his journey and his success and everything around him. Thanks for listening and as always, keep writing.